Hey, my name is Bill. And my name is Danny. And we are... A A Couple couple of Park Hoppers. Halloween Horror Nights 30 is well underway at Universal Orlando Resort. Last week, we touched on all 10 houses featured at the event this year. This week, it's all about the scare zones and the live entertainment featured throughout the park. Let's hop to it. creations and his duty yes Uh, duty (laughs) uh, and uh, how we submit to the controller yeah I submit to the controller (laughs) (laughs) I cut that part out because I just wanted to have the amazing controller voice that was saying our names and the name of our show in our intro this week for Halloween Horror Nights but there was some really funny stuff in that video, which you can check out on our Instagram at Park Hopper Show. The full video with our responses to everything he was saying, super super fun. Yeah, when I when I watch that video, the way that I respond, I'm like, I would have had one of his minions kill me if yeah. I heard me talking. Pro- like this. Probably. I submit to the control. Get down on your knees. Okay. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Well, I'm so, so excited to continue talking about Halloween Horror Nights. I'm really excited to get to go back hopefully soon, even though there's so much going on. Oh my gosh. Right now. What a crazy couple of weeks coming up we got for theme park stuff. And me. And you. (laughs) Your family's coming to visit. Yeah. So they're going to be here on Saturday. It's so weird. They, they, uh, talked to me the other day and we talk like every day yeah but uh as you do <laughs> yeah but they were like oh so do you work on saturday and i was like yeah why and they were like oh because we're flying in and i was like oh oh it's this saturday <laughs> yeah i mean everything's already planned out but i was yeah just, no it just wasn't like on an on the whim trip it was it was all planned but we just kind of it snuck up on us right but like i'm working on saturday so by the time that like they're here and they are all unpacked i can meet them after work right but it just like didn't occur to me that like it, it was already here right but on top of my family visiting they'll be here through um wednesday and then on Wednesday is the very last happily ever after. Um, I am in very deep denial. It stinks. Um, I am not ready, but it will be the very last happily ever after. Um, we've got some great friends visiting. Um, we have uh, the 50th anniversary on the 1st. Yeah, the debut of the new Disney Enchantment show at Magic Kingdom and the debut of the long-awaited Harmonious at Epcot. And we're actually going to split up that day. We're going to go get some footage of both shows. I'm, I'm, I'm the most nervous about that. I'm really excited. I am scared for Why? my life. Why? Because I am five feet tall, and so? I think the entire world is going to be at magic kingdom <laughs> and i'm five i don't think it's going to be nearly as busy as you think it is 
I j- I'm nervous about finding a good spot to like set up and get a good recording for a show I've never seen before. But most likely I'll set up and then watch it and just quietly sob behind the camera. Yeah, <laughs> of course. Well, sob away from the microphone if you can. That's why I said quietly, <laughs> not audibly. Yeah, right. Get some soundproof foam and cry into that. Yeah, but um, again, we're we're so excited to see my family. Yeah, we're excited to see um, Eddie and Lisa and Rob yep. and Rachel, our friends who we haven't gotten to see in a while. They're so all going to be friends. here. Yeah, and then um, again, the fiftieth anniversary is already around the corner. So, saying goodbye to happily ever after, seeing all the exciting things. We've got new merch that came out that we need to go check out. We need to do scavenger hunts for all of the all of the uh, statues that are everywhere. Yep. yep. So it's going to be a very, very busy few weeks. So as you guys are listening right now, we do want to let you know, and we'll remind you at the end of the show, that next week epi- next week's episode will be out on the weekend. Correct. So since we will be um, in between the closing of Happily Ever After and then the 50th anniversary, we want our next episode to be covering that. So we don't want you guys to have to wait a whole nother week to hear all about that. So just keep an eye out next weekend for that episode to drop. And speaking of the closing of Happily Ever After, we did upload a beautiful 4K video of the show that we filmed on September 10th. So it's one of the last iterations of the show. But I do have a surprise for you guys on our YouTube page, youtube.com slash a couple of park hoppers that I'm going to be uploading first thing in the morning on September 30th. And it's going to be a way for you to Remember Happily Ever After forever with the highest quality version of the music synced to that video. That's going to be so awesome. So if you guys ever want to take in the beauty, the beautiful visuals of Happily Ever After along with the high quality soundtrack of the show, that will be on our YouTube page the morning after it sparkles into Disney history. Stop it. I'm going to cry <laughs> again. Every time I, I start to think too hard about it, I just get weepy. Yeah, it's tough. But I, I'm just, I, I really, I, I'm very excited for everything. I'm excited about Harmonious coming out. I'm excited about Disney Enchantment. I'm excited about all of the <laughs> cavalcades. Also, one thing that I'm in deep denial about, by the way, guys, the cavalcade at Magic Kingdom, The I think it's called the Mickey and Friends, yep. but I always call it Move It, Shake It, Mouse Go Dance at Cavalcade. Basically the same thing. Um. That is not is probably not going to be around after September 29th either. Yeah, so and that, and literally, guys, if you have ever gone to Magic Kingdom with me, you will see me dance like I've never danced before. Every time that cavalcade appears, it kind of feels like September 30th is like the worst day to go to Magic Kingdom. <laughs> or like it feels like everything's being transitioned over and like going away forever. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm so excited. There's just a lot of things that I hold near and dear to my heart. Um, I am hoping that. They'll announce Fantasmic to yeah. ease the blow. So if we anybody's listening at Disney, announce please. it. <laughs> please <laughs> give it back to us. But we're not here to talk about Disney today. We're going to talk about Halloween Horror Nights. And we have a lot to talk about tonight. Yeah. Last week, we touched on all 10 houses that were at the event. We gave our ratings from what we liked the uh, the least to the what we liked the most. And that was last week's episode all about the houses. This week, there's so much more than just the houses to take in at Halloween Horror Nights. There is so, so much more. There are what they call scare zones, which is basically uh, scary stuff that takes over the entire park. And there's also all sorts of live entertainment all around the park all night long. So we're going to dive into all of that because we experienced 
all of that as well. Yeah. So um, just like we did last week, we're actually going to discuss these uh, scare zones first in order from what we like the least from what we like the most. So again, it's not from worst to best. It's just... It's a matter of opinion. It's just a matter of opinion and, and what we enjoyed the most. And that's why you guys come to us. It's for our opinions. Yeah. It's not facts. No. There, you know, there's people that are going to like the things that we don't like better than we like them. Yeah. But it's our opinion, and this is what we liked from least to best. Also, shout out to Mike. Mike who? Mike Went. Oh, why? Why are we shouting out to Mike Went? <laughs> because he supported my opinions about Hocus Pocus. Yeah, but you're both in the minority, and you're both wrong. It's factual. Um, it's not an opinion. It's fact. So Hocus Pocus is the greatest non-horror movie ever I, made. I want to tell you, Mike, that I appreciate <laughs> you having my back, and I wanted to make sure that you know how much I appreciate <sighs> you. You're the worst. I also wanted to mention, speaking of the that, uh -oh, where uh, I, I actually put a poll up, and the poll currently is at 61% likes Hocus Pocus. Exactly. And 39% says more like Hocus Jocus. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so you say it's the... 61% speaks a lot. But still, I would say that's like 60-40, which is not as big as you thought it was. Yeah, but it's still the majority. I don't care. Most it, people like Hocus Pocus. But admit that it wasn't as big of a difference as you thought it was going to be. Most people like Hocus Pocus. Hocus Jocus. I win. <laughs> I win. Whatever. Team me and Mike against you when it comes to Hocus Pocus. <laughs> Go light the black flame candle, you virgin. You don't even get the reference, do you? <laughs> no, I don't, I don't remember. It's a Hocus Pocus reference. I was too busy cringing watching that movie. <laughs> You're the worst. <laughs> but speaking... We're going to watch that now that, because it won the poll. We have to watch it. I mean, it still has a couple We're more We're going to sit there and watch it. I mean, how do you not like that movie because the little girl's name is Danny? That, that's not a reason to like anything. Sure it is. Your name is in the movie. So, Danny? <laughs> she talks... Doesn't she talk about how children are delicious? No, Danny is the little girl. No, but like one of the witches. Well, yeah. Isn't she like children are because delicious? Because she eats children. That's really weird. Yeah, it's the Sanderson sisters. They were in the 1600s. Did they eat children in the 1600s? Sure. The witches were weird people. None That's of why the, they got burned to the stake. None of this makes sense. <laughs> none of that movie. Salem. None of that. <laughs> Salem doesn't make sense. None of that movie makes any sense. Also, it's, wildly overrated place to visit during Halloween. Wildly overrated. Okay. I digress. Everything's expensive. Everything in life is expensive. <laughs> that is fair. That is fair. But um, you know what's not expensive? Walking through a scare zone. Ooh, so <laughs> I mean, kind of. You still have to pay to go in there. This is very true. But let's go ahead and talk about our scare zones. So we're going to, again, guys, talk from least enjoyed to our favorites. So you ready to get started with that? Yeah, let's do it. So the first scare zone, I think we I think we kind of sort of disagreed on this, but it was kind of interchangeable fourth and fifth place. Yeah. Um, the first I, I think, you know, having to choose between one or the other, I think I would probably agree with you here ranking Gorewood Forest scare zone in the Central Park section of Universal Studios Florida as probably our least favorite of the scare zones, which is disappointing because when you walk up to the front of it, Right, just past the Central Park crepes, and you're going into the forest, like when you're like you're heading to ET. It looks really cool when you're about to walk in, but when you get through to the other side, it's kind of like a oh, you know. Yeah. Well, we're we're, we're gonna go ahead and read the description yeah. first off. Sixteen years after the gory sacrifices of Terra Creantus, the heartless Terra Queen is back. Evil is in her nature. 
Now, you're right. At the beginning of this scare zone, everything looks super scary. It's really impressive set work that was done at the opening of the scare zone. And then that's it. <laughs> Basically. Um, so the reason why this one was my least favorite is because people were walking through it as though it wasn't a scare zone. So basically you could walk through it and they're like... It was just kind of a throughway to the other houses that were over by the uh, the E.T. Uh, area. I think it also bottlenecked too much. So when a scare it actor... It definitely did. When a scare actor appeared, it was kind of like, uh, hello, <laughs> what are you doing here? Yeah. And they all look like trees. Yeah. Uh, Terra Crientis or however you say that, the Terra Queen kind of looked like a female Groot. Yeah, and we yelled, I am Groot, and she didn't appreciate that. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're terrible people. <laughs> well, she looked like Groot. She um, did. I mean, we didn't, like, yell at her. We just kind of... She <laughs> is Groot. <laughs> but um, this was our least favorite also just because um, it just didn't feel much different than walking through the park on a normal night, as much as I hate to say that. Um I don't know if you agree with that, that when you walk through, there's already trees everywhere. Yeah. Um, there was a couple of scare actors that were in the scare zones that were like tree people that had like long tree limbs as arms that reached all the way to the ground that were kind of cool. They were few and far between. But nothing was really particularly scary in the scare zone. Yeah. So it was, um, you could probably walk through there and not even realize you walked through a scare zone. Like looking at it from the outside, you picture like a dark forest that's just plopped in the middle of Universal Studios to be one of the scariest scare zones. And it just unfortunately wasn't. Yeah, so that's going to be our last one. Um, so that's going to be favorite. our least favorite. Let's see. So how many scare zones do five. we have? Five. So that's going to be number five. So we're going to move on to number four, yep. which is Crypt TV. Yes. So this is in the San Francisco um, area of the park. Step inside Crypt TV, a dark universe of monsters that reside in the same reality. On your screen, in your pockets, and now San Francisco. Here's the problem that I had with Crypt TV, and it's nothing against the people who created the Scare Zone and absolutely nothing against Crypt TV. But if you listen to last week's episode, I kind of had the same problem with Crypt TV as I did with the Scary Ohio House. Okay. I don't know it. Yeah. And so when you walk through Crypt TV, it's basically just like a bunch of scare actors that are on kind of stages or pedestals that are apparently are characters from the YouTube channel Crypt TV, which, which I have never watched. Which we haven't like looked into yet. Right. And and I'm sure if we went back and did some research and we watched it and we went back through the scare zone and be like, oh, that's pretty cool. But also, even if you don't know it, it still wasn't particularly scary. Well, I think the biggest, um, I would say, downfall of that scare zone is the aim wasn't to scare specifically. It was more of a photo op zone. Yeah, it was like a, a lot of selfie opportunities and that kind of thing. Yeah, so there were a lot of spots where you would kind of like watch a character do something or act out something, but they were more focused on the performance that yeah. was going on on their, their personal stage as opposed to scaring us. Right. And so, I mean, it was cool to see, but it just wasn't a scare zone. Sure. It wasn't as interactive. Now, as somebody who has been to Halloween Horror Nights twice prior to this, when I think of scare zones, I think of literally the next three things that we have on our list. Yes. Is fog everywhere, actors running around, chainsaws, 
you know, you just feel really immersed in whatever scare zone you're walking through. And what comes third to uh, third to most favorite for us on our list was the seek and destroy scare zone in the New York section of the park over by uh, uh, Jimmy Fallon and the uh, the tribute store. And, you know, where uh, Rip Ride Rocket goes around that corner in front of the New York facade. This is where that scare zone was located, and it was a ruthless alien cyber regime led by the controller has taken over New York, turning humans into fuel, succumb or be destroyed. So I really like this scare zone because, um, first off, it was extremely interactive, as you guys heard at the top of the episode. Yeah, he knew who we were. He knew who he we were. He downloaded our information. That's pretty impressive. Right? And, and I mean, the controller was pretty impressive, very talented. Yes. Now, uh, also a handsome guy. He is a handsome guy. I've seen him before. (laughs) He's really big. He's really tall and really handsome. Wow. How could you tell that just by his head? Just, I can tell. You can tell? Wow, you're talented too. I can tell by the voice. Well, the the other cool thing about it is there were people all through that scare zone um, with chainsaws, with different weapons who were running at you. Faceless guys. Yeah. So they had their faces covered. And then on top of that, you had a lot of like big set pieces where yes. people they were like standing on things and it just added to the ambiance of the scare zone. It almost felt like you were in like a riot zone where it was like helicopter noises like were flying over and spotlights and fog and like it really felt like you're in the middle of like absolute chaos. Right. And one thing that I think this scare zone really had going for it and in my humble opinion um I think that it's important is space. Yes. Um, (laughs) Lots of space. So the thing about this scare zone is not only was it um, like it had a lot of space lengthwise, it was width wise. You also had a lot of space. Right. Now where the first uh, scare zone that we discussed, Gorewood Forest fell short where it felt too tight and there wasn't really a whole lot of space. Um, Seek and destroy on top of being amazing set wise and character wise and just super interactive you could literally be walking and not see a scare actor and then hear a chainsaw like behind your legs yeah right there was so much fog you almost couldn't see sometimes yeah there was plenty of fog um they were sneaking up on you really well and that's what you really want out of a scare zone and i just uh, i really really like this one and honestly these top three i feel like could be interchangeable depending on what night i went i think the one that i I think that we put it number one, but I definitely put it number one, definitely stood out for me. But, you know, you really could interchange these top three uh, scare zones that we have on our list here. But Seek and Destroy was awesome. Um, You get to go up to a little stage where they have like these creepy characters with this lady whose face doesn't move and it's really weird. Um, And then there's different points where he'll, the controller will be like, get this person. And then like all these lights will start going off. And then like the scare actors surround this person and they have to kneel down. And it's, it's like really, really interactive and you can actually talk and look at the, the controller like, like we did uh, for the audio at the beginning of the show there. But Seek and Destroy was really, really cool, and uh, I'd strongly recommend visiting that scare zone when you go to Halloween Horror Nights 30. One last thing I wanted to say about Seek and Destroy is that it was so unique. It was. I've never seen um, a scare zone with those kind of characters and that kind of interaction in any kind of scare zone. So I do have to give it props, and the fact that we gave it number three is, is not any, you know, I'm not trying to say anything bad about it. It's just... 
the other two, it's hard to be able to like... Hard to beat. It's hard to beat. But, yeah. but let's move on to number two. Yep. So for number two, we chose 30 Years, 30 Fears, Plaza of the Stars. The monsters you've most dreaded from past Halloween Horror Nights have taken over the streets. They're back and your history. This scare zone really set the tone for going into the event. When you're walking from City Walk over towards Universal Studios and you're getting closer and you start hearing like the heavy rock music and you look through the gates where you're going to go check in, you see this giant um, piece of, of trusses that says Halloween Horror Nights and there's fire shooting up from the top of it and there's crazy pyro going on all around you and then you walk through here and there's just characters walking around everywhere on the left of you on the right of you above you uh it's just it's crazy how many amazing care scare actors were in this area to kind of set the tone as you walked into halloween horror nights yeah so um this one was really really cool I know that when we were discussing this, I thought that this one actually deserved to be number three. Sure. Um, and I'm going to go back to my original like argument uh -huh. about where we've placed some of these was the spacing for this one. Yes. I love this scare zone so much. But what I wish we could have had is this scare zone in a bigger space. Put it in the New York section. It would have been really cool. Yeah. Um, the problem with this scare zone was that when you were walking through it, first off, you're right, it 100% set the tone. But then as soon as you were there, um, the rest of the crowd who was coming in behind you was kind of pushing you through almost. Yeah, nobody was really stopping to kind of take it in. It was directly in the entranceway to Halloween Horror Nights if you didn't go right towards Hollywood. If you went straight like you would normally, like, you know, past Despicable Me and Shrek and like going down towards Jimmy Fallon, that's the way most people walk into Universal Studios. That's the way you would go through 30 years of 30 fears. And so that's kind of just the way everybody's body sent them and nobody really stopped to kind of take it in. And it was also an exit point as well. So if you went a little bit later in the day, you were kind of dealing with entering people behind you and exiting people in front of you. Yeah. So it got pretty crowded in that scare zone. So my, my only argument is that uh, I'm afraid of not being able to appreciate it for how amazing that scare zone is as we go into October, just because of the spacing issue. Sure. But um, this deserved number two, just because the characters were unique. It set the tone for the entire night. There's a couple of really cool photo opportunities. There are some really awesome Halloween Horror Nights 30 signage that you can take photos in front of in right. that scare zone. Uh, and then characters above you, walking on stilts, walking around you. It's just, it really, really set the tone for me walking in there. That first night, I was like, ooh, okay, we're, we're going to have some fun tonight. Right. I think I wish it had gone all the way back to, um, is it the Minions gift shop, maybe? Yeah. Yep, yeah. Yep. So I just wish it had been longer. A little bit further down. Yeah. That would be my only thing. And the thing is, I know they can't make the street any wider, so, mm -hmm. you know, they just can't. Right. But again, this scare zone we get, we brought to number two just because it was a nod to all 30 years. And I mean, that was super cool to see. Mm -hmm. And last... We're going to talk about the scare zone we gave number one to. We saved the best for last. <laughs> and that is Lights, Camera, Action, Eddie's Revenge. And that's in the Hollywood section of Universal Studios Florida. Get ready for the feel-bad movie of the year as Eddie Schmidt, Jack the Clown's brother, is filming a horror film and the monsters 
are real. So I want to hear what you thought about this. Either way you walk into this scare zone, you're immediately immersed into scary. Like, I, I don't think I was more scared in any other scare zone than this scare zone. <laughs> and just walking around so many unique characters. And then the, obviously the centerpiece is Eddie, who is Jack's brother, Jack the Clown, who's the basically the main uh, icon of this year's Halloween Horror Nights. Right. Um, and Eddie is just wielding a chainsaw. He's like this big jacked guy with a mask on and he's, he's this murderer. And it's like, wow, that's a pretty cool character. But walking around and seeing all the unique characters like from an evil ice cream man to these creepy like clown toddler large things you know what i'm talking about yeah like they were just like bouncing around like little kids they remind me of like tweedledee and tweedledum kind of but with the face of the uh uh, American Horror Story clown from Freak uh, Show. Oh, um, with like that creepy, like ripped apart face with the permanent smile. Yeah, um, I'm blanking out on his name right now, but yeah, but uh, it's it's the clown from American Horror Story from, Freak Show, right? Um, that's kind of what the face reminded me of. You know, like that that permanent bloody giant smile, like those little like bouncing around toddler clown things. Um, had that smile. There was a girl walking around with like a giant syringe who had these awful awful like bloody lip injections that were really creepy um we had uh our we had a friend of ours that we met that night who uh she was walking around like a top hat and a chainsaw and she was she was very unique she interacted with us a ton so that was really fun she was absolutely gorgeous and she was just like coming at us with chainsaws. she was a scary babe (laughs) <laughs> yeah. And and the the fun thing was like I was <laughs> we have a video where I was like show me what your chainsaw can do and she was just like going back and forth with us. Yeah. And she was just like, you know, I I like when, you know, some of the scare actors, you know, you can kind of like talk to them yeah. and, and if they answer, you know, like they're fun to interact with and it kind of adds to the environment when they give that like creepy character vibe. Also, how cool was that food truck that was in there? That was so cool. There was a food truck that just has the window open, but like there's a severed hand on the counter and there's just blood everywhere and like the menu is is evil themed. It's pretty cool. Uh, there was an alien, an alien encounter somewhere in there uh, over by uh, the Born Stuntacular is where that alien was. Um, there was like that Dobby, like on it, yeah. on stilts, yep. almost yep. like that bat lady with the huge wings. Yeah, like there was just so many cool, yeah, cool things. And everybody's wa- it's it was super foggy in the lights, camera, action scare zone. Sometimes you couldn't even see in front of you, which is terrifying <laughs> because I'm not a huge fan of chainsaws to begin with. And if I can't see it coming, that noise kind of freaks me out. So when, when you're walking through that, that fog in the lights, camera, action scare zone, and you literally can't see in front of you, it's like, oh my God, I'm literally in a horror movie. This is terrifying. Yeah. And one thing that, um, so by the way, the clown's name was Twisty. Twisty. And, um, that's why I always forget it because it's he's not um, in that season, and I know we just started it, but in that season he's not referred to in the first couple episodes, so I couldn't oh, remember his name. Okay, gotcha. Because nobody has like seen him. Sure. Unless they are not. Yeah. They're unalive. You're in trouble. They're unalive. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. So the uh, so the thing about this scare zone is, it, and if you go head over to our YouTube video and watch um, our video on Halloween Horror Nights. 
you see um, me interacting with all the scare zones. And this one didn't like it was fun for me. Yeah. Because all the characters like the uh, the ones who look like twisty and Tweedledee and Tweedledum mixed together. Like we were dancing around <laughs> with them. Like uh, all the characters were just so interactive. And I love that. I just yeah. love that. And, you know, when it comes to like the scare actors, like they're doing their job. You don't want to like give them too much. You know, you want them to do their thing. Play but, along. But some of them love to play along. Yeah. You can, and you can always tell which ones love to play along. It's it's interesting because I was hoping that Eddie would play more of a role in this scare zone. But he kind of just appears on the stage and just wields a chainsaw. Whereas the other characters, the other scare actors in this scare zone are much more interactive and, and fun to hang around with. Yeah. But I think the whole tone of the scare zone was just um, my favorite. It just there's that fog smell that i love yeah. it's just like you know i i don't know the entire like vibe of this scare zone I, I love it and that's why it was number one it was the most interactive it had the perfect amount of space mm -hmm. it had such different flavors of scare actors across the board and i that's why i put it at number one this is exactly what i wanted from a halloween horror night scare zone you walk in tons of fog tons of scare actors noises lights um uniqueness and that is exactly why i and space like danny said space is a huge thing um that's why i would almost even put seek and destroy above 30 years 30 fears only didn't because it set the tone for the event but Lights, Camera, Action has amazing space. Absolutely. And honestly, before we went into that one, I thought that one was going to be the my least favorite because yeah. Lights, Camera, Action sounds like um, like like the scare zone version of um, Sharknado. <laughs> yeah, it kind of was. I mean, no, but Sharknado was Those like... Those characters that you'd see in a Sharknado movie. But Sharknado was like, ha ha, this is so bad. Like, yeah. um, I can't even believe they actually released this on television. Yeah, those are actors dying for a payday. Yeah. <laughs> where, a terror where like this just had like a punny name and an incredible delivery. Yes. So um, overall, um, those were the five scare zones. And each of them were just very unique. And I'm excited to go through all of those again. For sure. Now, in addition to the five scare zones, there's also live entertainment that's going on outside of the 10 houses. And there is a there's two shows that frequently uh, are played throughout the night. And the first one is a Lagoon show, and it's called Marathon of Mayhem Carnage Factory. And it's in the Studio Lagoon over by Transformers, Central Park, right in that area of uh, Universal Studios, Florida. And the description is, there's no manufacturing the screams as a terrifying show comes to life in Universal Studios Lagoon. It's a fear factory. Now, one of the really cool things, now, if you guys are, I mean, the event as a whole, if you're sensitive to strobes or anything like that, I probably wouldn't go. I wouldn't go to Halloween Horror Nights at no. all if you're no. strobe sensitive. And not because, just for your own health, health and, and safety. safety. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but there was lots of strobe lights and crazy um, moving around lights and blinking and flashes and all sorts of stuff in the uh, Marathon of Mayhem show. Um, loud music, uh, which is always a nice touch. Uh, there was really, really cool projections on water screens and the buildings behind. Um, but most of all, the show showcased the icons, the icons that were in the... Uh, 
the house, uh, the Icons Captured House, right. the seven icons that were featured in the Icons Captured House this year were all featured in that show at some point. Right. And it was kind of hosted by Jack the Clown. Yeah. And the uh, it also showcased some of the uh, the IP houses as well. You know, you saw um, scenes from uh, Beetlejuice in the show. You saw scenes from Haunting of Hill House that were featured in the Lagoon show. And it's just really, really impressive to see all these these um, these fountains and lights that are synced with this music and the show. It was, it was really cool to me. So um, one thing that I do want to mention, if you're like me and you had no idea Universal Studios had a lagoon, yes, they have a <laughs> lagoon. And if you can picture um, just there's, you can stand anywhere around the lagoon. It's better on one specific side. Yeah, on the Central Park side. There's actually like a viewing area where you can watch their lagoon shows. Uh, really impressive fountain stuff, kind of like World of Color and like the Bellagio out in Vegas. Really, really cool. Yeah. And um, if you can imagine just like across the lagoon, there's all these different kinds of um, fountain like effects that they're able to do. Yep. And it's actually very, very impressive. So if you didn't know that Universal Studios not only has a lagoon, but that there's a really cool show that happens on top of that right yeah. there. Um, now you know. And on top of that, it's not just um, at Halloween Horror Nights. They actually do... Um, this amazing show throughout the year. However, Halloween Horror Nights has its own very special sh yeah. show, and that's the one we're talking about. So next time that you are at Universal Studios, whether it's for Halloween Horror Nights or just a regular day at Universal Studios, definitely make sure that you check out whatever Lagoon show is happening um, at your at the time of your visit. Yeah, I think one of the next couple times we go to Horror Nights, I'd like to shoot a nice 4K video of the uh, Marathon of Mayhem Carnage Factory a lagoon show for you guys and put it on our YouTube page. But like Danny said, not only does the lagoon show run not at Halloween Horror Nights, it runs sometimes on regular nights as well. And that video is on our YouTube page, youtube.com slash a couple of park hoppers. And it's kind of like a shout out to the movies that are featured in the Universal theme parks. So one thing you won't find on our YouTube channel, and that is because you're not allowed to record it. Um, is this next show that we're going to talk about. Now, if at any point they do allow recording, we will let you guys know, and we will have that up on our YouTube page, but there's a reason that we do not have that. <laughs> this show, the discussion about this show, is kind of the main reason we wanted to do this episode, because it is so unique. Yeah, so I'm going to read the description, and then I'm going to do my best to, to kind of have us talk about this because it's kind of mind-blowing but let's let's first off um say it is called halloween nightmare fuel and this is at the fear factor stage and judging by the halloween horror nights nightmare fuel title this show is nothing like i quite expected no it was not <laughs> so the description is a new show is igniting halloween horror nights featuring fire pyro and aerial performers and guys that is an understatement about what this show is <laughs> so when bill and i went to halloween horror nights we were like well the show's about to start why don't we see if we can make it in yeah and, and we, we got in just in time like five six minutes before the show started it was already pretty packed in there we sat down we had masks on because it did feel like a, you it know was it, was, it was outside it was but it was tight um and we sat down and immediately um 
you know, they start with magic tricks. A really impressive, I have no freaking idea how they did it, magic trick. Yeah, and so um, I don't know if we really want to go into exactly what happened. Uh, they basically made somebody disappear and somebody else appear in their place, and I have no clue how they did it. Yeah, and the thing about this show is um, fire. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, they should have fire just, and leather. They should they should have just called this show hot, fire and leather. Hot, fire hot and leather. leather. Yeah, hot leather. Le- leather on fire. Ooh. <laughs> but um, guys, there's so much fire in this show. Um, now, it, this show was also um, much more adult themed yes. than I realized going into it. Very provocative. Um, very um, erotic, yes. almost. Yes, that's a perfect word for it. Um, and, and Halloween Horror Nights in general is not really like a kid-friendly event. This, but this is. But this is a different. very different offering that they have, outside of everything else that they're offering as far as scary stuff. This is like right. This is like a, a end of the night. Like all the adults that have had a few drinks all night go see this show and they're like yeah oh yeah a hundred (laughs) percent but like the thing about this was just like it was non-stop and the costumes were very very um i don't even know the right word provocative i guess is the right word leather leather but like (laughs) bondage so anybody can wear anything that they want kind of like dominatrixy yeah i i mean it was just very like it didn't matter who was on the stage they had like whips and chains and leashes and metal and leather. leather. Yeah. In case you can't tell, there was a lot of leather. Or it could have been pleather. Who knows? Depending on what the budget was. Um, they were All of the <laughs> outfits were also a little bit more high cut. So like maybe if you went to Disney and like you saw a performer, you wouldn't see like butt cheeks hanging out. <laughs> um, where with this, they had like just a little bit more yeah. of the booty. Yeah. <laughs> just at the they weren't exactly thongs, but they were like no, no, no. definitely up the bum. <laughs> so what I mean is, it was like really short boy shorts, yeah, basically. Yeah, yep. Um, but to where to a point where when everybody was turned around shaking their butts at the crowd, I was like, that's a lot of butts. <laughs> um, like and but here's the thing, guys. On top of being provocative, very sexy, um, full of talent, this show was nonstop jaw dropping. Oh my god, so many amazing dance moves and there was even an aerialist at one point who was doing insane tricks above the stage on like this cloth that was hanging above <laughs> above the stage. I, I it was so impressive. I don't know if he had bones. I don't know, he was really skinny. Yeah, but like but but I mean on top of him being like very slim, yeah. um the Super way he strong. was bending. Yeah. I was like what? He was like a mid-air contortionist. Yeah. And then um there was a lot of there were a lot of different magic tricks that were very very cool to see. Yes. Um, when people were doing their acts on the stage, if you looked up um, around the stage, they almost had a set that was kind of like the set of Rent. And if yeah. you've never seen Rent, um, basically you'll have dancers and singers all kind of in the background interacting with what's going on, but the main focus is on the stage. And right. um, if you were paying attention, you'd actually see these dancers dancing up there just to kind of add to the ambiance of what was going on. It was like a sexy leather club um, with fire. And I <laughs> sexy leather club. Literally, that that is the perfect description for the show. Um, but here's the thing, guys. 
we walked out of there and I can't remember what I said. I was joking about something. I don't remember, but I definitely want to go see it again I because go see it was it. really good. It was really, really good. And it sounds like we're joking and laughing, but it was like nothing like it's funny because it was absolutely nothing like we expected. Well, nightmare fuel. I thought it was going to be like scary, like spooky, ooh, blood and vampires and zombies. And then it was like. Hey, look, that lady's got those two guys walking on a leash on their hands and feet. <laughs> yeah. For those of you who are Halloween Horror Nights nuts and remember the Bill and Ted's show that used to be there, think of something that would be the exact opposite of that. Yeah. It's kind of like comparing apples to pizza. Like pop culture uh, comedy, um, you know, doing uh, funny jokes about current pop culture. Think of the exact opposite of that. Um, Fire I'm and leather. Yeah, I I don't like I can't even wrap my brain around it. But like the reason I can't wrap my brain around it is because we walked out and we looked at each other and we were like, like what, what did we was that? What did we just watch? <laughs> and it was more because it was so turned up. Um, like you would have like one girl throwing flames. Like she had like two giant sticks, probably like almost the length of her body. Yeah, and she was swinging them across her body, and as they were going below her body. They were catching fire and you would get this like huge swing of fire to the music yeah. nonetheless. Yep. Um, but then if you looked off to the side, you'd also have like the dancers like I hate to use this word, but like grinding and gyrating on each other. Yeah. I feel like I'm like a thousand when I use the word gyrating. <laughs> um, look at those kids gyrating in leather uh, on the stage. Young whippersnappers like, in their leather <laughs> on the stage gyrating on each other. <laughs> But, like, there was so much to look at. It was like a stimuli overload. Yeah. Um, but overall, guys, it I'm... It was really impressive. I'm very excited to see this show again because there was so much talent to look at and it was so beautifully done in the most erotic <laughs> way that I, I, like, I just... It's shocking that that show, like... It's just such a different tone than everything else. I never expected this Nightmare Fuel show to be kind of one of the highlights of our visits to Halloween Horror Nights. Yeah. And again, guys, everybody in that show is just insanely talented. Everybody doing Halloween Horror Nights yeah. is insanely talented. But this is like a different, like... Uh, like This is um, next level. This is like America's Got Talent, like yeah. weird talents that you would see. Yep. Um, where like you wouldn't go on, probably wouldn't go on like America's Got Talent for like being a cool scary actor but like if you can hang on to like a pole and get lifted 25 feet in the air maybe you'll go in that show and that's kind right. of the difference just very very like unique skills yeah the whole show is based around this this young guy who falls asleep at the beginning of the show and this is like his nightmare yeah apparently and then he wakes up at the end but we won't spoil anything else for you guys and definitely don't watch it on youtube because there's no good quality videos on youtube at least for now. There's only like three videos. One on of them YouTube. was not supposed to be filmed. They were not allowed to. And we won't, so we don't, won't say who they are. Yes. It's the most viewed one if you look it up. Yeah. Um, but you're, we, we were told there was no filming. Literally at the beginning of the show, they were like, no photos, no filming, no nothing. You just watch the show. And we did. And it was amazing. And if We you didn't have a even chance, take pictures. Yeah. If you have a chance to check it out, definitely do. Because it was definitely one of the highlights of our, our visit to Halloween Horror Nights. Yeah. So... Overall, now we have covered everything when it comes to Halloween Horror Nights. Um, what are your overall thoughts for, for Halloween Horror Nights I so think it's far? a great event. I thought that um, 
because you were kind of skeptical about Halloween Horror Nights going in because we didn't have a great experience in 2017. Also, because we did a full freaking park day that day. So and we I, were tired. So I just want to mention one thing. I've been going, I grew up in San Antonio. SeaWorld San Antonio just celebrated 20 years of Hollow Scream, and they do it up right. I have worked in, in um, haunted houses before. I've had to audition and, you know, have a, I have high expectations. And then when we went to Hollow's, um, not um, Halloween Horror Nights a couple years ago, we spent the full day at Universal and Islands of Adventure, and then we did Halloween Horror Nights the entire like the entire thing. And I, like I told you, I don't remember there being scare zones. <laughs> it was a long day. I was exhausted. You were exhausted. I don't remember. My sister I, was exhausted. It was it, it was not a good idea to go that night. If you go to like a full park day, like open to close, and then you do Halloween Horror Nights, you are a masochist. And, I, and I, but back to my original point of why I brought your previous visit to Halloween Horror Nights up is that I was wondering if you would have thought that us getting the Frequent Fear Pass Plus was going to be a good investment. But we've been three times. We plan on going plenty more. Right. And I think it's a great investment for us to go. So I think it's a great investment. I think they did, that they did a fantastic job. I will say that um, I don't remember Halloween Horror Nights being anything like that when we went. Sure. Um, I also think that back then i was first off so tired and second off they did a american horror story house and i don't remember if i i think we got conga lined through that and i don't remember seeing much so the thing is guys that's the beauty of being able to go back and go with fresh eyes because you know i was i was a hundred percent wrong about my experience but again like bill said it was not a good idea to do that. I mean, that was our only day to do it and we did it, but you know, I just, I just, that wasn't something that gave me the best idea about that. And I love Halloween Horror Nights. I'm so glad we got the passes and I think it was a fantastic investment and we've already, you know, if we didn't go again at all, it's already paid for itself. Yeah, for sure. And we're definitely going to go again. Oh, at least a few more times. Um, but overall, absolutely loved our first three uh, nights at Halloween Horror Nights. We were able to hit everything in three nights, so that makes the pass super worth it. Um, and we're definitely going to go again uh, for sure. Now, go, guys, head over to our YouTube page, youtube.com slash a couple of park hoppers, and you can subscribe over there. Hit that bell for notification whenever we post a video. We've been posting a ton of videos lately. Um, lots of videos up there right now for you guys to take in. Be sure to, uh, to go over there and subscribe on our YouTube page. Yeah, and guys, um, if you're listening right now, do us a favor. As soon as you are listening, as we're closing out this episode, go to Twitter, go to Facebook, go to Instagram, go to TikTok, and go to YouTube. And make sure that you're subscribed to any place that you like to frequent. Because here in the next couple weeks, we are going to have so much content. Then we've got Halloween coming up. And then we're going to go roll right into the holidays. So make sure that you are subscribed so you don't miss any of it. And be sure to like and comment on everything that you possibly can. Because we do reply to everything. Yeah. Uh, We're always looking out for that kind of stuff. And it definitely helps out our videos and our content if you are liking and commenting on that stuff as well. Yeah. And guys, we appreciate all of your support so much. And we are so excited for just to be experiencing the rest of everything the rest of this year has to offer.
Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, and all other podcast platforms. Be sure to follow at Park Hopper Show on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and now join over 10,000 people following us on TikTok. Head over to YouTube.com slash a couple of park hoppers and subscribe to our ever-growing channel for theme park videos and more. For easy access to all of our content and to visit our merchandise store to get your hands on our brand new Happily Ever After Farewell Tour short, visit a couple of parkhoppers.com. And until next time, we'll, we'll see, see you around, around the parks. parks.